You're listening to episode 121 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. I had to fill you in on this because I think it might be exactly what you've been hoping for. So we just reopened the doors to our exclusive Maverick Mastermind because we've been getting requests for it for a while now, and we are accepting applications again. But here's the deal. This Mastermind in particular, it is next level. We bring in industry leaders and experts, the ones that you admire from afar, so you can have direct access to them to help you scale your business. We have an entire curriculum we're walking you through that is going to help you change the game of how you grow your business. No more spinning your wheels, feeling like you're wasting time and money. We're going to help you become known as the go-to expert in what you do, help you nail your clarity. You will know exactly what you're called to do and how to do it, increase your visibility, help you build out your next irresistible offers because that's huge. It's going to increase your cash flow, your income levels, your overall impact that you're making. Have access to the people that you want to connect with, in-person retreats with them too. And we're really into teaching you high-level marketing strategy, stuff that's going to stick, list growth strategy so you're talking to the right people, the ones that are primed to buy what you have to offer, and helping you get the right new connections, publicity, land interviews, speaking gigs, direct access to me and my team, my incredible operations director and amazing integrator. And our Mavericks have done more in six months' time in their business than most people do in years of navigating this on your own. It is fast tracking where you wanna go. And masterminds have been the single most powerful tool for growth in my business. It took me from five to six figures in the beginning years ago, and then from six to seven figures. And it is something that I love walking people through because it's so incredibly game-changing. We keep this community really tight. So if you're serious about growing your business and doing it in a way that's in integrity with your values so you can make the impact you want to make, but I believe that there's so much more to success and that's going to be making sure that you're also building in a way that gives you the time freedom so you can be with the people you love while you make the impact you want to make in your business. This is it. So don't wait because we cap this thing. We don't accept unlimited people. So you can apply at elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick or check in the show notes and you need to apply so that we can schedule a call to see if this is the right fit. Ask whatever questions you want and see if this is the right thing both ways. I want to help you build a business that is in alignment with the vision that you have for your life. No more winging it. We've got the blueprint. Let's do this. Sometimes we create a website and we assume that if we build it, they will come. Newsflash, 
they ain't coming, not unless you optimize that site to work for you. And I'm not just talking about SEO or just tech strategies that are going to make your brain explode, okay? I'm talking about where your energy is best spent when it comes to creating or tweaking a site that you maybe already have. So it ultimately leads to more conversions. That is right. More people actually buying from you because of what's on your site. So today you get to hear my chat with Jessica Zimmerman, and she has an amazing story on top of bringing some great how-tos when it comes to building out your site, enhancing your site, optimizing your site. So this woman survived a car crash when she was a little girl that took someone near and dear to her, and that shaped and molded so much of who she went on to become because she realized that she has purpose. And you can see it. Like you're going to hear it when you talk to her, how she is pouring that purpose in all the work that she does. I'm so grateful we got to have her on the show. She is a mama raising three babies. She also had to do it at one point while navigating this terrible, unexpected illness with her husband and then went on to grow her once zero profit events company into a thriving seven figure business. So maybe you've seen her featured in People or Business Insider, Forbes Entrepreneur, different publications, but maybe you're just dying to know more. And if you are, I cannot wait for you to hear from the incredible, the lovely Jessica Zimmerman. Let's get to the show. I have been eagerly awaiting this chat, Jessica, because I just kind of like love my bootstrap people, like people who have been up against it, but they know how to pull themselves up by the bootstraps time and time again. And I feel like from what I've gotten to know about you, that is you to the core. So before we get into hearing more about your story, I just wanted to officially welcome you to Scaling Up. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So I think it's safe to assume, like with many people in the entrepreneurial space or business space, uh, your journey to get to where you are today, it wasn't this perfectly paved linear path. And now you're teaching your students and your clients how to step into their dreams and build amazing businesses and how to do it right. But could you just share more of your journey here? Like what led you up to this point? More about your story. Sure. This is a complete accident that I'm here. I mean, this is this there. I never would have predicted in a million years that this would be my life and this would be what I'm doing. It's almost comical. Uh, when I look back about my life and see, um, the patterns, I'm like, this is just hysterical that I'm like teaching people how to run a business. The, the short version is that when I was uh, three years old, I lost my sister. We were in a car accident and, um, she passed away. And so, I became, you know, kind of my mom's sole job, really. And I mean, as a mom, I just can't even imagine what that would be like. And put, she put, you know, all her energy into her one surviving child. And then when I left to go to college, I saw how difficult that was for her. You know, it was like she lost her daughter. She put all her energy into her remaining daughter. And then I leave and it's like, well, what does she have left, you know? And my dad worked and he, you know, they had kind of that old school marriage where he worked and, and she kind of ran the house and did everything else. And I went to college and I just saw how hard that was on her. And I thought uh, two things. I thought, I know firsthand that tomorrow isn't promised. Like people say that all the time, but I know that to my core and I don't want to live my life chained 
to a job that I don't want to do. I, I want to see the world. I kind of felt like Courtney died and that gave, I almost had a responsibility to live a big life. And that I, for me, I wanted to get out of this small town in Arkansas and I wanted to see the world. And I thought I'm not going to be able to do that with like two weeks vacation with a corporate job. I didn't want to have to ask people if I could take off. And I wanted to be a mom one day and I wanted to be able to attend Valentine's Day parties and soccer games and dance recitals and not have to ask off for any of that. And really, so the only thing I could think of that was going to allow me really the lifestyle that I wanted was to own my own business. And again, it kind of came from a bit of a, of a selfish, but I also think responsible um, perspective of if I lose everyone in my life, if I get in a car accident and my husband and all of my children die, I have to have something that is just mine. It was almost like emotional insurance, you know? Um, mm. And so that is what made me want to own my own business. I, got, I went to college. It took me seven years to graduate with a bachelor's degree because I hated every minute of it. Like I hated college. I'm not good. If I'm interested in learning something, I'm going to be the best at learning it. But if I don't care what the subject is, like geology, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to pay someone a hundred bucks to take my test for me. You know what I mean? Like I just need to get out of here. And it took me seven years to graduate. And I immediately, you know, just, well, I had kind of a year where I wallowed on the couch and wondered what am I doing with my life? And then I started working for just like a local shop, um, a kitchen supply store, learning about how you run your own business. And then after about four years of that, I got an opportunity to buy a wedding rental business. So I bought that. And then I got pregnant with my daughter, Stella, and I was in a process and I genuinely believed all of my intentions were really good. My intentions were, I want to be good at this. I, I had that. I didn't have this desire to be like the best or to have make a certain amount of money or any of that. I just was like, all this hard work I'm doing that's just what you do. People say you work your tail off for five years and you don't see a penny, you know, like I believed those kind of stories. And I thought, well, I just have to work hard for five years and then it's all going to start rolling in or things are going to change. But the truth is, is I hadn't built the foundation of my business and I didn't have any clue what, um, you know, we were making 30 grand a month, but we were spending 30 grand a month. And mm. so I was just on this hamster wheel and it wasn't until I had my daughter and she was eight months old and my mom was watching her and I was still working like 16 hour days. And I went to reach for my daughter and she didn't want me. And of course she didn't want me. I, I was barely there. Cause I was trying and like, I wasn't even making anything at this business. And it was kind of like, what am I doing this for? Like, it's almost not that it's okay, but you can almost justify it in your head. If you're like making oodles and buckets lo loads of money, you're like, well, I know I'm away a lot, but I'm securing a future for you or so. You know what I mean? Like you can right. almost justify. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was like, I'm gone all the time and I'm just digging myself deeper in a hole, like to the point where I'm about to have to go bankrupt. And I just made this decision that I knew I could do this. And the whole reason why I just remember looking at her, I was feeding her a bottle that night. And I remember looking at her and saying like, you're the reason why I went into this business so that I could be present for you. And I'm not doing a very good job of that. So I got to figure this out. And like I said, if I'm interested in learning it, I'm going to be the best at learning it. And so that's when I just, I realized I kind of figured out what are my monthly expenses and how long is it going to take me to do this? I went to the bank, 
asked for a hundred thousand dollar loan. I don't know why they gave it to me. I think I'm just a good salesperson because my entire, all of my numbers showed you should absolutely not give me this loan, but somehow they gave it to me and I bought myself four months and I spent $60,000 just keeping the business going for four months. And then I spent 40,000 just teaching myself everything that I possibly could. And basically the things I learned were really foundational. I mean, it was, it wasn't hard stuff. It was really simple things. But the thing is, is when you're in that hamster wheel mindset or that, that lifestyle with your work, you don't even have time to, to think logically. You're just in survival mode. And mm-hmm. so by buying myself time to honestly just breathe and, and look and go, what am I doing really allowed me very quickly to figure out my business and to figure out what needed to go, what needed to stay. And it was very quickly after that, that I, I brought home, you know, a six figure paycheck. And then the, I think a year and a half later, it was a seven figure business. And it, 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 so that's how I started just going, you know, I don't even really, I was in the wedding business and I didn't even really love flowers and stuff the way people in my industry did. Like I kind of felt like a fraud. I just felt mm-hmm. like I'd gotten, it was my opportunity to buy a business. So I bought it because that's what I wanted. And then I'm like, these people would like die if you told them they could never touch flower again. And I am like, I don't really care to touch flower again. And so for me, I was like, I'll just tell everything. I'll just share everything I know. And this was back when I'd never even bought an online course. I didn't even know they existed. I just wrote what I knew in a PDF. I had 300 Instagram followers and I sold, uh, I sold 44 of them in one week. And so it just kind of took off from there. I love this story because first of all, we could probably spend hours on each kind of section of your story, like how your childhood shaped you and the perspective and the lens through which you viewed the world because of what you went through. And then, you know, your college journey, but a couple things that you mentioned that I have no problem talking about this almost on every episode because it's so important. You did what so many entrepreneurs do in the beginning, which is have this dream of owning your own business, this you know, I want freedom. I don't like being told what to do. I want something of my own. I'm going to create it and then head down, get to work. And you're a hard worker. So you just grind and grind and wait for the day that someday it leads you to the vision that you had when you opened the doors to this thing. And there is no formula. Like the formula is not hard work plus time equals vision. That's not necessarily guaranteed. Like there's so many other factors that have to be added into that formula for it to happen. Um, so when you lifted your head up from the grind and saw that, you know, your daughter wasn't connecting with you in, in that moment of, wait a minute, that's why I started this thing in the first place. Like, what the heck is wrong here? So many people are going to resonate with that message because they're going through it right now. They're in this stage of being like, if I just keep going, if I just keep pushing someday, this is going to get me there. And it's like, no, someday you're going to dig this hole so deep that you can't get out of it. And you're moving in the opposite direction of, where you want to actually go. So thank you for sharing that piece of the journey. And I am excited to kind of shift a little bit into kind of when you shifted into this online space. I love how scrappy you are. Like, you're like, I don't know what an online course is. I just knew that I was, I had things going and I understood how to do stuff and I just threw it in a PDF and sold it. And it's like, that's what I'm talking about. Just take the freaking first step, just put something out there and then you craft it and mold it and shape it as you go. And as you realize what people need and want more of. So you do that, you put that out there, then what happens? Like, how does this evolve from there? 
funny you should ask. Um, so yeah, you're right with the program. It's called the business behind the blooms. And what I realized is that because I wasn't attached to the floral industry, I was perfect. There was no secret. I didn't need to continue doing weddings and doing flowers. And I no longer, I didn't feel scared to share everything. And I feel like now sometimes when people share in their industry, they share maybe 60% because they're going to keep those most important secrets, quote secrets to themselves because they still rely on that business for their own income. And for me, I just thought, I'm just going to share all of it because I don't care. I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather talk to people than do flowers. And so I just, I, I didn't, and the, and the business behind the blooms, I think why it is so successful is it is not a book that says, or it is not a program and now an online course that says, here's how to do this and then do this and then do this. It is almost memoir style in this is what I did. And it shares every step of my journey, almost like reading a memoir, you know, and saying like, and then I did this. And so it's so relatable to people and they don't feel like they're being talked at or that they're doing things wrong. They're able to discover for themselves. Oh, they're able to see a, a, a connection and go, that worked for her. Maybe I'll try that. And I didn't know that what I, how, that I was doing that in, there was no strategy behind it. For me, I just thought, I don't know how to tell people to do that. I don't want to tell people what to do because what if what I do doesn't work for them? So I felt much more comfortable just sharing my process. But what was going, what was going on during this time that I have never talked about until now is my husband. So I had had my daughter and then less than two years later, I had twin boys And about six weeks after my twin boys were born, my husband, who at the time was the sole provider for our family, I went straight from being taken care of by my dad to being taken care of by Brian. And Brian took care of me for 11 years. And he was a financial advisor and he was so sick. He was in now the hospital. I knew he was going to lose his job any day. And that is when I had to get really serious about scaling the business. And so it was kind of, I've now written a book about it. It comes out May 7th. It's called Sleeping with a Stranger. And it's basically the personal journey behind building this empire, I guess you would say. Empire Mm. sounds weird to say, to be honest, but eh, it is what it is. Um, But it's, it's the personal journey, which is really, really, I'm, I'm an open book with my business life. And this is kind of the first time I've really shared my personal life. And I think there's been a few people that have read it who have just as women entrepreneurs have been like, holy cow, like I could not relate more to this. And so I feel like in a way sharing vulnerably about business has really what that's done is prepared me for this step of sharing vulnerably about my personal life, which includes my business, but just my life as a, as, as a whole, but it has allowed me Going back to what you said at the beginning about how people are just, they just keep working hard and keep working on they're digging themselves up your hole. What I had to do during those four months of saying, what do I want? How am I going to redo this business? How am I going to make it work? Is really looking and going, why did I do this to begin with? Like, why did I do it? was, if you remember, I just said like, it's because I wanted to travel and I wanted to have time with my kids and I didn't want to have to ask permission and all these things. And I thought my life, 
with this business is the opposite. And I think what happens is when we get in it, we just are tunnel visioned and we just can't stop. So by taking a moment to to step away and go, no, these are still what are most important to me. Like if I had a bank account full of money and no one was depending on me, how would I spend my days? I would only work maybe four or five hours a day and then I would do these things. And so I started just really implementing that. And what I found was by only working four or five hours a day versus working all day, like even at 11 o'clock at night in bed with your laptop, checking emails, what I realized is that I got more done in those four to five hours a day than I ever did working all day because there was a quit time. Like I come from a line of farmers and my dad once said, there's a reason why the, the sun rises and sets. We weren't meant to work 24 hours a day. Farmers start their work when the sun rises and they go into supper <laughs> when, the, when the sun sets. And we as entrepreneurs have to do that. What I have mm -hmm. learned over the past year more than anything else is that our mind, our bodies, and our souls are connected. And if we don't take time to nurture our soul through friendships or relationships, through our children, through meditation, whatever it might be, our mind isn't going to work. If we don't take time to get outside and get sunshine on us and move our body, our mind isn't going to work. So because I now cater to the, all those areas, when I do come into work for four or five hours a day, my mind is sharp, it is ready, and I get more done than, I've, than I ever did back when I was working 16-hour days. And when you do that and you become a master at efficiency, your business scales. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. That's so true. And it's funny because I just want to keep fleshing this stuff out because you're hitting on so many of the things that I know our listeners are struggling with, feeling, resonating with, and going through themselves. But I wanted to, I want to shift for a minute because believe it or not, all this goodness and incredible wisdom and story is not even today's topic. <laughs> today's topic, it, I feel like it, this had to be talked about because it was like, it was too good not to get into. But I know that this topic in particular is something that's been much awaited for our listeners of the show, this idea of having your website work for you in a sense. Like we've been talking about kind of getting your business to a place where it's scaling and doing the right things. This is such an integral part of that scaling process, such an important piece of, of having a business that is running the way that you want it to, attracting the right people and getting those people to ultimately convert. So can you talk to us about, I don't know, how, how should we be, what should we be focusing on when it comes to our website that will allow it to ultimately lead to clicks that are converting? Yeah. It's just something that I know our listeners are like, oh my gosh, like I need to get my notebook out. Tell me what's working for you. Yeah. I mean, the truth is if we go back to talking about becoming a master in efficiency, your website is the best way to do that your website should basically act like a, an employee who works for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I get asked to look at a lot of websites and I see the same problems over and over and over again. If you go to my website, jessicazimmerman.com, and I've, I have several websites, jessicazimmerman.com is the hub, but I have you know the wedding uh, business and I've got the education, I've got the podcast and all of that. But the thing is, is there are, people need to know like who, who is this person? What is it that they do? Are they credible? Have, have they worked with people? Where are the testimonies? We've got, they've got to know how to contact you. It's got to just be really super clear. And so what I find myself doing, and I think it's so fascinating and I get it 
I get it. There are people, if we were to ask your audience right now, how, how many of you have spent more time working on an Instagram post or Facebook post or Twitter post or something like that, then you have your own website. Most people are going to raise their hand. And to me, that is crazy. It's crazy mm -hmm. because you do not own any of those platforms. The only platform you own is your website. All of those social media platforms are simply tools to get people to your website. And when they go to your website, you want people to want to visit your website like they do visit Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Like you want them to just love your, your site and you are just feeding them content. And I think what happens is people get overwhelmed because they have to start from scratch. And whereas Instagram or Twitter, it's very, it's very simple. Here's what you do. You post a picture, you've got this many characters, boom. And it, it's fairly simple. And I think that people get intimidated and then they don't do the work. But your website is probably one of the most important foundational points of your business. And you are never going to be able to really grow and scale without a proper online presence. I mean, even with my wedding work, we had a video on there that explained what we did. We had, you know, media kits that had our, which are just, that's just a fancy word for saying a nice PDF, you know, that people could, could look at and every, everything was explained and it's all the copy is written in my voice. It was very important to me that, that they get to know my personality. Like I, I remember on my wedding website, I think on my gallery page, I said something along the lines, like, I get it. You need, to, you need visual proof that I'm actually good at what I do. Well, here you go. You know what I mean? Like that's the copy instead of being mm -hmm. like, here is a gallery of my wedding work. You know, like no one cares. So like really being you and, and putting your personality out there. I mean, I live in a small town in Arkansas and I, you know, got to do the wedding, wedding flowers for um, Dan and Shay, who are a huge country music duo, who Grammy winning artists, like, I mean, I'm just saying people come to love your personality and you've got to be able to show that there's so many websites where they don't even show their face, like people buy from people. And that's the right. most important thing that I can say. And during this time right now, I'm not sure when this is airing, there's no better time than right now to, to work on your online presence and to get your website up to date. And there's, there's stuff that goes into it. I, wrote a program called a winning website. You can find it at jessicazimmerman.com. It's super simple. It's in the same way as business behind the blooms in the sense of it's sharing how I do it versus saying, here's how you have to do it. But it's a really, really great guide. We get so many views on our website every month. And that's because we use Pinterest to get traffic to our website. And I mean, we get inquiries all the time from people and we are able to generate like my business right now isn't suffering at all because I took the time to build my online presence and to build the foundation of it and do it really well to where the SEO is working. If people need a certain, you know, if they need to know how to write a wedding contract, I'm going to show up for them in Google and they're going to be able to buy mine and, and see it. I mean, you know what I mean? Just things like that, yeah. that, that are really helpful. So yeah, I think you've got to have a winning website for sure. And the, the way that you're defining a winning website, I think is not how most people are defining it these days. It's like, is it pretty? What's my branding? Like yeah. kind of surface level stuff. You're talking about 
SEO and copy and like how you show up as you and your site, like so many factors that look beneath just what's pretty, what's looking good on the surface and what's talk about what's profitable, what's going to lead to the conversion, what's going to lead people to feel like they trust you, like they like you, like they know you, like they want to work with you, what like they want to hand over the credit card essentially. So um, talk a little bit more about that. Like when you, if you were to audit a website or look at someone's site or create a site, what are the indicators of a site that's going to perform well? Like what are some of the do's that they they've done or maybe some of the don'ts that they've avoided that we should be avoiding things like that? Well, the first thing that I see is too many different fonts or too scripty of a font. It's unreadable. That's one of the things I share in my program, a winning web, a winning website is my own personal journey with my website and how, when I first did it, I, that's back when that like calligraphy font was really big and I had yes. used that and I actually had somebody say that they didn't book me because they couldn't read my Really? Font. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I thought, oh my gosh, like just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean you need to do it. And that's actually a piece mm-hmm. of advice I give in the program is, for example, if you're in the wedding industry, do not look at other people in the wedding industry's websites. Don't do it. Because yours is going to start to look like everyone else's. When I look at people in the wedding industry, when they send me their website to look over, they all look the same. And I don't know. I don't know. If they're, they're all going to have a really beautiful photograph on it. I don't know if they're a, they're a photographer or a floral designer or a, a wedding rental person, a wedding plan. I don't know. It's not clear. It doesn't tell me right from the beginning what it is you do. Um, so I think, you know, it's got to tell you exactly, you know, I think mine when I did weddings, I think it said something like um, floral designer and wedding planner for people who it didn't say this, it said something better, but it was basically like for people who have a life, like who don't need to make every decision, who want a beautiful Mm -hmm. wedding, but they care more about their marriage, you know? So it was, it was in a way also trying to target people who would let me have kind of a say and some control creative control who were, you know, They maybe were a pharmacist, like getting, getting, graduating pharmacy school and they had their own stuff and they were like, we still want a beautiful wedding. Um, They don't have any credibility. Um, So for my sites, all of my sites, right when you click on it, you're going to see logos of places that I have been featured in the press. Now, here's the thing. I know a lot of people don't have that. That's okay. You don't have to. A testimonial, something that shows that someone has worked with you. You don't have to have the image of the person, but it could say, Jessica was a delight to work with. Her floral designs were incredible. I would choose her again and again, Hannah. Now here's the thing. Let's say that I am just starting out and I haven't had a bride yet. Something tells me that you have probably worked with someone. Let's just say it's Aunt Susan and y'all worked on a baby shower together and you baked some cookies and brought them on a cute tray. Okay, you could probably ask Aunt Susan to write something And you don't have to put that it's Aunt Susan. You can just put Susan. You know what I mean? Find someone who thinks you're good at what you do. Have them write something. You just have to get started, okay? Because you will eventually, if you do these things correctly, you will eventually get that. I'm just using the wedding industry as an example. Fill in the blank with whatever your industry is. But you go from Aunt Susan to an actual bride to then getting featured in publications to then getting print publications in Martha Stewart or People Magazine, you'll get there. It doesn't happen overnight by any means. You know, I just now, 10 years in the game, got 
a feature in Forbes and entrepreneur. You know, it took me a decade. It's not going to happen overnight. But I also started when I started my website, I didn't even have wedding images to show. I just made some bouquets and took pictures of them and put them on. You've got to start somewhere. And I think that's Definitely. the other thing is you cannot compare. That's why I say don't follow anyone in your industry at all, because you're just going to get frustrated and you're going to go down this like hole of self pity. And that's not, that's just, you can't, you're not going to get anywhere that way. So for me, when I started building my websites the way they are now, I looked at other people I respected in other industries. So like I loved Rachel Zoe's branding for her fashion industry. And like, it was just clean and crisp and it looked luxurious and it looked strong. And that was important to me. There were a couple, you know, authors that I thought had beautiful websites. I didn't look at anyone in the wedding industry, which is why I think it was another reason why we stood out and why we did so well is because we looked really different. And I, and I ended up doing what I loved. I don't love pale pink and, you know, light lilacs and black, like, I'm not that feminine, you know, I'm, I wear black every day. And so my website, even though it was wedding stuff at the beginning was more neutral. And um, so I think you've got to be true to you and that's got to stand out, but too many fonts choose two. They got to be readable too many colors choose two. They need to look well together. And then people need to know right off the bat what you do. There needs to be credibility. And then they need to know who you are. And you need to really say who you are and tell the story and not, there needs to be a picture of you. They want to see you. And, you know, for me, it was very important that I had a picture of my family and let them know, like I'm a mom. And that shows them, I'm not going to answer your call at 11 o'clock at night. It's not going to happen. I got babies, you know? Um, if you have a newsletter list, there's got to be an invitation to that. There's got to be contact form. They need to know how to get in touch with you. They need mm -hmm. to know how long is it going to be until they hear from you. I mean, just every question needs to be answered. If you do, you know, um, photography, if you don't want to put your prices on the website, that's fine. But there needs to be something on there that explains why you don't do that. And then a button that they can contact you to find out your pricing. I mean, there's got, you've got to do that. And then you need to update it. I mean, it kills me when I see websites and I go to the bottom and it's like the copyright is 2016. I'm like we are in 2020. How hard is it to go down there and finish and, you know, edit two numbers? It's not hard, but people, users are going to go to that website and they're going to think, oh, she's not even in business anymore. Mm -hmm. She hasn't updated her website in four years. And also your blog. And I know people don't want to write blogs. I get it. But your blog does not have to be this super technical and, and elaborate thing. It can simply be a couple of sentences in one picture. But by being able to constantly add new content, that is going to help your Google Analytics search. It's going to help your SEO. And then if you can use Pinterest, that's only going to bring more people to your website. And so, yeah. So I, I, I share the whole the whole story. Yeah. In my program, a winning website. Yeah. So the, you're talking about two things, searchability. So having things that are new popping up and then like being updated. So for the person that I, I can just like hear their wheels turning, that's panicking over the fact that they feel like either they have to scrap what they have and start over or create a blog when they haven't had a blog. 
how can you kind of ease their worries? Like, do they have to start from scratch? Is there a way to salvage what they have? Is there a certain platform you recommend over others? Like if, if you're on this platform, yeah, scratch it. If you're, if you're on this one, it's okay. Or is it not necessarily the big um, indicator as to whether they have to start over or not? I think it all depends on what their industry is. Um, you know, for me, we just use Squarespace. It's super, super easy for us to update and navigate and to, and to create new pages and stuff. I mean, we really love it. It's so user-friendly, but I think you have to ask yourself, do I like my website? Do I like it? And if you don't like anything about it, then yeah, it's probably way easier to start over than it is to try to put lipstick on a pig. You know what I mean? Like let's, I don't know. And that's what I did. I had that kind of gray and pink and watercolor calligraphy site. And it was like, there's nothing about this that I feel like is me. It was, everything was mimicking other people in my industry. And when I finally was like, and I also had to realize that my business may not always be in the wedding industry. And so I need to create a brand that is, that represents me. Now there's a lot, and I go into this in the program, whether you, there's, there's some questions you got to ask yourself if it, if it's more about you or if it's more about your ideal client at the end of the day, it's more about your ideal client. But for me also, I always knew that there was going to be a lot of pivoting in my business. So I was going to be, I was going to get fonts and colors that were more representative of me and just hope to attract the ideal client. But I mean, if you're a baker, you're, you know who you're trying to attract, or if you're a, if you're a violinist for a wedding quartet, you know who your audience is. So you've got to, um, you know, ask those ideal client questions, but I think I just say, don't get overwhelmed because it's easy to get overwhelmed because you're looking at the whole thing. But if you can take it one step at a time, which a winning website helps you do, it's, it's, it's not difficult. And this is really how we make dreams come true is we, we take a step. I've got a list over here and it's three pages long of things that I have to get done before the book is released on May 7th. Now, if I look at that list as a whole, I get overwhelmed. I get in the fetal position on the floor and I think there's no way I'm going to do that. If I look at the list and I then go through and put a date and I do two things a day, then it's not as scary. I'm like, oh, oh that's all I have, to do. I have to do. These thing, two things today and that's it. Then guess what? It's all going to get done in time. It's all going to be fine. You just can't look at the whole enchilada. You just have to look at a bite at a time. That's all it is. And so breaking it down is really helpful. And just knowing that, and I think entrepreneurs, we get antsy. We want things now. And just knowing that, again, this goes back to building the foundation of your business. We've been working on jessicazimmerman.com for, gosh, four months now. Like, and it, it goes live. It'll be live by the time this airs. But that's four months of work. And we've had a team of people working on it it's not going to happen overnight. You've got to put the work into it so that it attracts who it needs to attract. And then you have to constantly be thinking like one of the reasons on the wedding site, why I added a video was because I was constantly asked this question over and over again, why does this cost so much? And I thought if I could invest in having a video crew film me do produce a wedding, there would be no, no one would ever ask me that again because they would be able to see it. And so I always say, what am I tired of answering over and over again? 
that's a great indication of something that you need on your website. Mm -hmm. Somehow you're not answering that question. And so um, once we had that video, I mean, every, no one asked that again. It's almost like it started to repel people who wouldn't be willing to pay those prices because they would see it and go, Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a little bit more money than I thought. It's going to be worth it though. You know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's repelling the wrong people. It's attracting the right people. Mm-hmm. It's saving you time and it's addressing an objection be- sometimes before it's even asked, which allows them to kind of let their walls down and just hear the truth and then decide for themselves whether it's the right thing. So this has been so helpful. And I love how you gave us all these kind of nuggets of wisdom that we can apply easily to our businesses, you know, and like you said, just take a step. Like we don't have to go reinvent the wheel today. This is just, what can I take from this, this podcast episode that I can apply tomorrow? And then I'll take another piece and apply it when I have the next box of time that I could fit this into. So thank you for sharing that and, and for sharing your story. I mean, to me that there was so much value in that and inspiration and evidence that of what's possible, you know, what's truly possible for people. So I am so thankful we had you on the the show and where is the best place for people to come hunt you down, Jessica? At jessicazimmerman.com. Cool. We'll get to see everything from there. (laughs) All right. We'll see the the blood, sweat, and tears of the last four months poured into this beautiful site. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And be sure to get Sleeping with a Stranger, which comes out May 7th. We will link to everything in the show notes and we just appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homes, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that They are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.